When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Give me one shot here on a blue chip stock. Believe me, Kevin. The only problem you're gonna have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is gonna go up, down, sideways, or in circles. And we're back with part two, baby. Part two. Tennessee kids putting in the work for you, the listener. You guys have been rocking with us. We're trying to reward you back to back like Drake. Um, I think this episode is going to be fun because I think if you've been listening for most of, uh, if you've listened to every episode, Albert and I have very similar taste in what we look for in prospects, but I know because Albert's mentioned Jaden Springer a lot throughout, um, this season of the draft act that he's a a big fan. Mm -hmm. And this might be the first episode that there's a little bit of, um, disagreement on <laughs> prospects <laughs> it, i'm ready it, it just might be let's go over jaden springer all right jaden springer tennessee point guard shooting guard um depends what you label him 18 years old on draft day so dude is super young super young like there's a world that this kid is trying to show up to his AP exams tomorrow mm-hmm. <laughs> for high school, you know, like he's super young, uh, six foot four, 204 pounds. That's great. That's a great measurement. 12 and a half points a game, 2.9 assists, 3.5 rebounds, 1.2 steals, uh, shooting splits, 47, 44, 81. So great, efficient splits. Let's hit the preseason rankings. Bleacher report, 18 ESPN, 31 SB nation, six, Wow. So a little, we got some range there. We got some range there. Uh, Currently, Bleacher Report 17, ESPN 28, and SB Nation 12. So he was a guy who rose uh, slightly on Bleacher Report and ESPN's board, dropped on SB Nation, but he's still at 12. So he's still way higher on SB Nation's board than he is on Bleacher Report or ESPN, um, even with him having dropped back six spots. So that averages out to about 19. So out of the lottery, we're about to, we're approaching the 20s. Is Springer's stock too high, too low, or or just right? Um, clearly ESPN is drunk and uh, <laughs> blind and deaf because for me, this is too low because, and, and look, Corey, I, I want to preface all this by saying Springer is like my guy for this draft. Yeah. Everyone has a guy per draft that they are just irrationally in love with. And f- that's Jaden Springer for me. I, I can't, I watched him all week and I was like, you know, is he the perfect prospect coming into the <laughs> NBA? Uh, is he maybe the most slept on prospect ever? I, I, obviously, this is all hyperbole, but there's so much that I like about Jaden Springer, 
And I know you have some questions about, look, I'm not going to say that he's perfect and we're going to talk about his weaknesses. But for me, I smell, I smell some star potential here and I'm really freaking excited. All right. Personally, I think his stock averaged out at about 19 is fair. I think it's fair. Um, 28 is that seems a little off. Um, yeah. I, I'd be hard pressed to take a shot on 27 guys before mm-hmm. him, you know, given his age and, and some of the things that he, he displayed uh, in college, but 19, that range, that seems fair because, you know, I mentioned it in previous episodes. I think most guys have a draft range of like plus four minus four. Right. And like, right. so if, if I'm putting his range at like 19, then you're talking, all right, maybe he's a late lotto guy, potentially, you know, if just falling right out of the lotto or, you know, we've seen crazier things happen. Got he falls to 25 or whatever, you know? So I, I see, I think that range is, is somewhat fair for me. Um, so scouting report, tell me about his strengths. Um, mm. because I know, I know you're, you're about it. You're about okay. it. So, so what's, what are the strengths? What are we buying into for, for Springer stock? Okay. So I'm usually the guy that likes the old guys, but as you mentioned, Jaden Springer on draft day is going to be 18 years old. Yeah. Uh, he's currently listed at six four two oh four. But my thing is I grew until I was 21 years old. When I look at Jaden Springer, I think he's going to grow until he's 21. I All think right. ultimately he's going to be six, six, like two twenty or two fifteen. Um, okay. because when I watch Jaden Springer play, there is a strength, strength to him that doesn't make sense to me. And I think that's why I love him so much. This fool already has like 20 pounds on Keon Johnson, and he's like an inch shorter. But when you watch him play, that's the thing with Springer. He has this uncanny strength to him. So to give you guys an example, when you watch R.J. Barrett attack the rim, the reason why he's pretty damn good at it for his age. Now, of course, I still believe that R.J. has to do a better job of leveraging his weight to keep his defender off of him when he's attacking the rim. But the thing that I like about RJ is that he's stronger than people realize. Right. And that's why he's a pretty successful finisher. That's what I feel about Jaden Springer. And I feel like he does a great job of using his strength, not just when he's attacking the rim, but in, in, in the mid post in, in the mid range, all that stuff, like his dribble pull-up game. I like because there's strength there. Like we've talked about Davion. We've talked about Trey man. We've talked about book night, how they all have different things that they use to create space. I understand that Springer doesn't have like elite shake. He doesn't have like the most amazing handle. Clearly he doesn't, but what he he's able to do in using his weight and his strength to create space. That's the thing that I think I love about Springer the most. And the reason why I connect him to an NBA star that I'll mention later on little, little, uh, little tease right there. (laughs) A little little (laughs) teaser. Yeah. So he is strong as shit. You know, like he's a, he looks it too. Like he looks like a brick shit house, right? Like, yeah. um, not in, but not in the way that like Desmond Bain did, you know, like right. he doesn't look like, like juiced up. Like he looks mm-hmm. just like, like dude's an athlete. He's like, compact. It, you know, like it doesn't matter what sport he played. He, I know he was good at it. Like you put him yeah. on a baseball field. He's good at it. He, he, you put him on a football field. He's good at it. He just looks like one of those guys that excelled at athletics. Um, and that's the body type. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's a plus. You know, there's a, a real argument to being a generalist versus a specialist is, you know, mm-hmm. something that 
helps you develop beyond your peers the more the older you get um yeah you to me like the space creation despite his strength i am a little worried about it the next level depending on again expectation which is a word we throw around a lot yeah. because he doesn't have that wiggle but like his dribble isn't he doesn't have like a, a below average handle or anything right like mm -hmm. he's he can he likes using his left he typically drives left what worries me about his space creation and again he is so he's going to be 18 on draft day so this is not something that is beyond development but i do think there is something that's natural about this ability at the same time that it's like if you haven't developed it yet it it's hard to get it to an elite level without showing mm -hmm. flashes is that he doesn't improvise well he to me like he he'll use his strength like you mentioned rj barrett kind of like using that shoulder to to keep his man off of him and away from the ball so he's not going to get like stripped or or anything like that and he draws a lot of fouls this way and then he he gets to a spot but when the help slides over be it you know a big man coming over from under the hoop or even like you know a guy in the corner digging towards him he goes to his jump stop and his jump stop is like his security blanket like that's mm -hmm. like his little thing in that little, little like six to 10 foot area. Like when, when he gets there, he's like, yo, jump stop. And, you know, then he starts using like little crafty pump fakes to get guys in the air. And like, that's, he's gotten to the, to the free throw line a lot like that. Um, but his space creation, it's like, my question is, can he get past the fact like that he needs to get to his security blanket with that little jump stop? Can he, when he gets there, instead of doing the jump stop, just pull it out or use like a little hesitation, change of speed. Uh, a lot of the stuff that you see like Trey Mann use, like Trey Mann is not going to blow anybody's mind athletically, but he gets to where he needs to because he can improvise on the fly. Mm -hmm. So if I'm looking at Springer and I'm like, all right, is he going to be a point guard at the next level? That's something to me that is important that he needs to learn um, because he's going to need to be able to not just dribble in a line drive and then look to pass it out and not in like a drive and kick scenario, like a, Oh no, I can't go any further. Where's my outlet to save me. So that's my only worry. That's my worry about him as a ball handler. Now, like the one thing I wish I saw more of and out of Tennessee was giving him like high ball screen reps. Yes. Yes. You know, because a lot of like what they did is like move the ball around, look for opportune moments, and then like every now and you know, then like take a guy one on one when you get a little bit of advantage. And that's like where you saw like with Keon, he struggled there a little bit. And I think with Springer, he struggled a little bit. Like I wish that I saw more on ball, high ball screen reps, spread the floor, like more like NBA style offense, which is like one of those things where like, college versus like the G league route or college versus the NBL or whatever. Like you're, this is sometimes where a guy like Jaden Springer, it could have benefited him. I think to play in a more like NBA style yeah. offense, if you know what I mean. Yeah, dude, I a hundred percent agree. I, I think uh, we mentioned this last week with Sharif, Sharif Cooper, but watching Tennessee play wasn't always that much fun. Um, Auburn or the Tennessee. Yeah. 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 No, Tennessee, Tennessee, yeah. yeah the offense wasn't very creative and it wasn't very exciting. You know, as you mentioned, it wasn't very NBA ish. Um, but you know, the one thing I will say to his credit, like I thought that 
I actually thought he showed some decent passing. And you mentioned the whole point guard thing. I actually don't see him as a point guard. And that, mm-hmm. that might just be me. I see him more as a two or maybe as a one and a half. And I think it's because I'm yeah. banking on like, I, I this is stupid and there's no way for me to know this, but I really do believe he's going to grow to like six, five, six, five and a half, maybe even six, six, you know, no, like, I know, I, I, know, I, I, know I know that you grew until you're 21. I stopped growing yeah. in ninth grade when I was 14. So, <laughs> so that's the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I shouldn't project uh, my life on Jaden Springer, but um, dude, there's just, you know, for me, when I watch him, as you mentioned, I think, Oh, okay, I was going to wait to do this, but I'm going to do it now because this is – I have to lay out this map for you guys because usually we're looking at prospects, right? And we're like, who's going to be the next Kobe Bryant? Who's going to be – like this is like first take or something, right? Yeah. Who's going to be the next LeBron James, blah, blah, blah. For me, and I said this to one of my close friends, Shasta Josh Spice. I know you're listening. Um, he's the closest thing I've seen to Devin Booker since Devin Booker. Um, and the reason why I feel that way is because now, of course, different situations, but even for Devin Booker, he played with Carl Anthony Towns. He played with, um, what's that fool's name? The, um, I'm already forgetting his name. The one that was on the Spurs, uh, Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles uh, yeah. He played with the Harrison twins, Willie Cauley Stein, right? Like there were a lot of names around Devin Booker and he didn't get all the shine that he wanted in college. Average like what? 10 points a game. Yeah. Shot decent numbers. But for me, Jaden Springer is the same way in that he hasn't been able, he hasn't really get, been given that runway to show everything that he's got. But if Springer can continue to grow, number one, as a ball handler and the improvisational stuff I, that you mentioned, Corey, thousand trillion percent agree, but I think he can get better at that. And my biggest thing with Springer is that, yeah, maybe he's not a plus athlete, but I love his feet. I love his feet both offensively and defensively defensively. I know that you mentioned that like you don't love you don't think he has the quickest feet, but like I I agree but also think he has really good footwork defensively and especially attack like when he's closing out as you mentioned before when we we're talking about Keon, I love how he closes out and like there's an energy and an effort and a mm-hmm. discipline to him defensively that I love, but the reason why I attach him to Booker is because he's so good at like the pull-up game and I think that's just going to get better. I also think the shooting is going to improve and he wasn't like a lights out shooter, but I'm pretty sure he shot like 41% from three. No, yeah. 43% from three yeah, he was in college. Um, on on what, like what, how many? Attempts? Two, two attempts. It was like 1.8 yeah, attempts two, a game. So it was low volume. Two attempts. Very, yeah, uh, but, very SGA, you know, like kind he, was of. A, he, he was a guy, he, he shot at 40% in college and it was kind on like of. one attempt. Right. So, yeah. you know, with SGA, that was one of the reasons where I was like not as high on him. Cause I was like, yeah. well, what happens when he's got to up his volume if you're going to put him in in the role of like primary creator? The answer is he's just going to hit more of them and he's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> that was the answer. <laughs> so for me with Springer, I oh, damn that SGA one is a good one too. But I, I think with him, it's I th- I think I ultimately see him as could potentially be a high end number two option or even a number one option if mm. he reaches his ceiling because. I'm, I'm telling you, like when I watch this guy play, as you mentioned, he just looks like a natural born. I'm good at sports guy. And, you know, this has always been one of my theories, but I like the guys that are proportional and he looks proportional to me. Right. Yeah. His legs don't look freakishly long. His torso doesn't look freakishly short. I like the proportion to him. And that'll that'll be a corner that I die on. Um, but it, it's just I see 
little hints and tastes of Devin Booker. And that's why I'm so freaking excited about him because I don't think I've seen another prospect that reminds me of Booker like Springer does. So, you know, what's funny about your Devin Booker and you've been, you've been teasing it throughout yeah. some of the episodes, the, the, the Booker comp, which is why I was really excited to do this episode. But um, our guy uh, draft deeper on, on Twitter. Uh-huh. He actually, I think mentioned um, Nathan mentioned book with Springer so it's starting to pick up a little bit um so shout out to to Nathan so I'm wondering if this is going to be more of a thing Mm -hmm. now my thing here's you know normally we do like the you know if you're buying stock in Springer who have you bought stock in more towards the end so we sprinkled in a little bit earlier that way Albert can get his his d book um shot off which you know flames you know lighting the net on fire with that uh here's mine <laughs> Uh-oh. okay here we go i'll start with my lower end first and again these are not one-to-one just like mm-hmm. i'm thinking like my median outcomes um prime pat beverly okay because you know like even you said like you don't necessarily think he's a point guard more like a one and a half so like yeah. pat bev and he's got way better size than patrick beverly did so that's something that to take into consideration but like a guy where you put him next to james harden and now he's just defending his ass off and knocking down open shots and now he's this like incredibly um valuable player to fit on this really good team with this great player like just super easy to put him there another guy playoff Derek fisher um who when you look at the numbers you're kind of like oh maybe that's a slight but like you know per 36 he had some decent um seasons scoring wise but like just like the ultimate guy you want playing off of your superstar and then also kind of like a a a poor man's maybe like kyle poor man's kyle lowry um you know i think kyle lowry is a little like quicker yeah like burst or younger now he Mm -hmm. you know in his late 30s whatever but like Mm -hmm. young kyle lowry nova um memphis strong as hell you know strong as hell a little bit quicker burst. And I think he had a little more shake to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that same mold, just like feisty can kind of fit. Like I'm thinking of guys that I know if you, if you notice like all of those guys have had massive success. Yeah. So when like me starting this episode saying like, we're going to disagree, it's me. My disagreement is like, you see some superstar in him, mm-hmm. And I thinking like, the perfect scenario is him being like the guy playing off your superstar, but they're all guys that played on a bunch of winning teams, you know, like Lowry champion, Derek Fisher, multiple time champion played with some of the best players ever. Pat Bev, not a champion, but like has been a consummate, you know, role player playing off of a, a bunch of superstars. And I think that he has skills that he has shown offensively and the fact that he's so young and the fact that the NBA game is a little bit more open now than it was when like Pat Bev was like a little bit younger, even though he came into the league way late because he was spending time yeah. overseas. Um, but like the game is more open and it's, I think it's going to allow Jaden to be a kind of more offensive version of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of those guys also were like these feisty, like two-way players, these feisty mm-hmm. defenders. So 
you know, to me, like, I just, I want to see like a little bit. And again, maybe if I saw more of those, those high ball screens where he can kind of, you know, he doesn't have to use his shake to kind of create space. Cause I do agree with you that he has good vision. Um, Part of it was just that, like, you know, he did like the Evan Mobley thing a lot of times when like, if he's not getting to the jump stop, he's doing the thing where he turns his back to the basket after a couple of dribbles because he can't improvise. But if he has a ball screen, you don't necessarily need to improvise as much because now you're kind of playing more in space. You're you're playing against a mismatch, maybe with the big, depending on what the, the coverage is. Um, there's more options. You could snake it. And now you're, you're playing more into space and you're forcing things. And I think he has that good vision of just, like I said, being a good athlete where you, you know, he has good spatial awareness in that, in that sense. Um, so I, I, and Hey, if he gets a six, six, I mean, now we're, you know, talking about a completely different player, right? So if you're, uh, if he hits your growth spurt, that's a, you know, a major win. So that, that's my Springer thing. And, you know, to get in defensively and, you know, we talked about it and it's offensively and defensively, honestly, like for a kid who's 18, he doesn't get sped up. Yes. He plays with this tremendous pace and it's his own pace, you know, where, where Keon was the Tasmanian devil, you know, he is like, the polar opposite. Like he is, you know, um, just calm Mm -hmm. the whole time and on both ends. But you also mentioned how he has like a feistiness to him defensively. And like, he somehow manages to have that calmness and that discipline while bringing energy to the defensive end. And that's what I like about him defensively. I don't, I I didn't look up his wingspan, but he definitely has a plus wingspan. Like he, he, his arms are, I think noticeably, you know, pretty long he gets out wide you know i don't think that he has slow feet i don't think he has like the quickest feet like davion mitchell has super quick feet right he's got like that quick like he'll beat you to the spot right away to me Jaden kind of moves you to where he wants you to go with his strength and he has he has slick feet but they're not like quick feet like it's just smooth Mm -hmm. like he's moving you and he's staying with you wherever he wants um, and he's using that length and that strength to kind of dictate what the ball handler is doing uh, instead of the ball handler dictating what the, de- the defender's doing. And that is an awesome, awesome trait. So as a point of attack defender, I really, really love his, his potential there. And then he has like a pretty nuanced understanding of off-ball defense too. He knows when to be under the basket and stay home, have two feet in the paint off-ball. He knows when to dig. He knows when to be in deny. Um, he knows when to cover the nail. Like he, he knows when to tag. He's, he showed a lot of really positive signs defensively for a kid who's so young, because Mm -hmm. to me, a lot of on ball defense is effort and athleticism, but you don't necessarily like, if you're just guarding, checking up one-on-one, you know, you don't necessarily need to like understand a defensive scheme. Like, yeah, if you're, if you're trying to ice, you're pushing to the sideline, whatever, no, but you know, like, they're in that regard. Sure. But like just straight up one-on-one, you don't need a, a nuanced understanding of defense off ball. That's where guys struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Like the speed of the game. Oh my God, I got to get out to, I got to be able to stay in the paint. And then when the ball swings so quick, I got to be able to uh, X out or recover, you know, like uh, you know, it, it, there's so many nuances to off ball defense. And I'm impressed by, I'm impressed by his understanding of it. Yeah, dude, I, I, I think you said it. Like he's an 18 year old veteran. That that's yeah. that's the feeling. That's the feeling that I get. There's a there's a you know he's cool, calm, and collected. And the thing that you mentioned with his feet that I that stuck out to me. It's just he's a worker. 
he's just a worker on defense and he's he's a real effort guy he's not like i he even had a couple blocks that i was like where the hell did that come from and i was really really impressed by i remember when they were playing kentucky he was all over bj boston and bj Mm -hmm. boston a you know who potentially might go higher in the draft than we even expect did he even declare yet i'm not sure but BJ was a guy highly regarded prospect coming into college. And yeah. I, th- I, you know, watching them play against Kentucky back in February, dude, Springer was all over him and giving him fits. And that really, really impressed me. And I, and I can't agree with you more about how he's able to use his strength to keep his man in front of him. But it, it's just even his footwork, it just screams work ethic. It, it screams effort. And that's the thing that I love about Springer. And, Ultimately, for me, I think that work ethic and Bill, you know, Uncle Bill, Podfather Bill Simmons talks about it all the time, but he's always going to bet on the guys that work hard, right? That's what he was always high on RJ. He always said, RJ, you can tell this is a guy who's going to trap himself in the gym and he's going to develop into a really good player, really good prospect. And we're seeing that this year. And RJ's really grown and improved as a shooter, 39% three-point shooter right now. And for me, Springer coming into the draft, his shooting numbers are already pretty good. Yeah, a little lower volume, that's fine, but he's even an 81% percent free throw shooter and that's something you and i are really high on we really like guys who shoot well from the free throw line but as you mentioned i think there's a patience to him i think there's a savvy to him um and we once again i think it's a matter of opportunity he didn't have all the opportunity in the world to you know run high screen and roll and to see what he can do but that's kind of where i get that connection once again to booker because booker was really playing off of of cat you know, and they had yeah. they tried to give Tra- Trey Lyles a ton of opportunity, and you had the Harrison t- twins trying to make stuff happen, and you know Booker was just kind of filling the gaps and filling the holes, and then he gets to the next level, and he's like, "Dude, this is what I'm capable of. You know, mm-hmm. I can really do a lot more." And Booker's not an an, an elite athlete. You know, Booker is not an a, 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 sorry an elite athlete, but I like how he finishes at. I like how he finished at the rim in college. You, obviously, we like it here in the NBA. And that's how I feel about Springer. I think he's going to be a good finisher at the rim. And the yep. mid-range pull-up game is going to be strong. And I think his three-point shooting is just going to get better. And I think another thing that I like, you mentioned he goes left a lot. I really like the right-to-left crossover that he has. It's pretty shifty. Um, he, you know, There are a couple times he was ripping guys with that crossover. And so I, I get it. I'm biased. But I think that... There is like underneath, if you if you search a little bit, I don't like betting on the young guys and the whole like ceiling, whatever. If I'm going to bet on if someone's going to be like, dude, are you going to bet on Keon Johnson or Jalen Johnson or Scotty Barnes over Jaden Springer? My answer is no, because for me, Springer actually shows some elite or sorry, some potentially elite offensive skills that those other guys don't show. So for me, once again, I'm not a GM, but for me, if I'm going to bank on one of these young kids to develop into something special, that's where I land with Springer. So finishing 66% on close twos. Mm. And that goes to his strength and, and his savvy. Um, I think there'll be an adjustment period there um, amongst the trees, but he's not going to be afraid to challenge them. He goes into your body. He's strong. He's not, and he knows he's strong. So he's going to go into your body and challenge guys. And sometimes he's going to get blocked and sometimes he's going to go through them and, and finish through. Um, I agree the mid range and, and the touch on his shot, like it's a little slow, but mm-hmm. it's a pretty shot. Like yeah. it's consistent. He has high arc. It's a soft touch. He has good follow through. Like it's repeatable. There's no doubt in my mind that that's a shot that is going to translate at the next level. Um, 
whether that he develops the off the the bounce equity and, and the shot the space creation equity at the next level to be able to get up a, a high volume of off the bounce three pointers that's i think going to be a question but right away just being able to knock down catch and shoot shots i think that's money in the bank for him um hey, and, re- re- and that's really valuable quickly, really quickly Corey. When we were talking about Keon, you mentioned how his misses are inconsistent. Yeah. Springer's misses are pretty consistent. Yeah. And it's generally short. And so for me, I see that. I'm like, mm, that's going to be fixed. That's 100% going to be fixed. And so yeah. I did want to I did want to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I'm I'm a buyer of, of his his shot. It's low volume and, and that's fine. And there are times where maybe, you know, he's looking to kind of make the team play instead of jacking up, a, a, you know, a shot that – Maybe you would like to see him if you're looking at his draft stock, but that's not always how every prospect thinks. Like, what am I going to do? Like, a lot of these prospects are like, what am I going to do to win? Not what is going to improve my draft stock. And sometimes he passed up shots that maybe would have improved his draft stock, but weren't within the flow of the offense the way that they like to play. So you can knock him for that. And, um, you know, maybe it'll be a thing that he struggles with at the next level and, but also there is something admirable about playing smart team basketball. And that's why, you know, one of the reasons Tennessee was good because they, you know, they played collectively, even if it wasn't the most, you know, fun thing to watch a hundred percent of the time. So we kind of talked about, I, where do you think, where would you draft him? Cause you would go um, top 10. You would, oof. you would go top 10, right? If I was a GM, but I think realistically, realistically, I think, I would love it if he went late lottery, early teens. I, I think I say this for every damn prospect right now, which is bad. But <laughs> like, in an ideal world, Corey, if he goes twenty-one to the Knicks, like I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. Okay. So that brings us like, where do we think his ideal fit is? Because I mentioned SGA. I love him at eighteen mm. to the Thunder, mm-hmm. or you know, that's that's one of the spots they are one of their picks right now playing off SGA, who is a guy that does have all of that shot creation equity, all of Mm -hmm. the shake, all of that. And letting Springer kind of be the guy who plays off of them. They're, they're both like, they both have good size and are interchangeable positionally. He could spot up and knock down the, the open shots that SGA creates. Like to me, that's probably my favorite spot. You throw in Poku into the mix as a passer and, and, uh, you know, I feel like Jaden maybe brings a little bit more stability to uh, that equo- uh, equation when you have the uh, the Poku wild card a- as well. But I love him in in um, OKC, and uh, yeah, I mean, I-, I think that he doesn't bring everything the Knicks need. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and I think that when Derrick Rose is playing, you see how effective he is as a guy that could really get paint touches and and draw yeah. defenses in. And I don't think he'll bring that for. A little bit, yeah. But just as a guy that like, hey, Alfred Payton's not knocking down open threes on Julius Randle kickouts, but Jaden Springer can. So I don't. I, no. I think I like New York too. Mm-hmm. I like New York too. I, but but OKC is my you, ideal fit. You definitely hurt my feelings bringing up uh, Alfred Payton, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, shouts to Tommy D. I'm with Tommy. I'm not a Alfred Payton hater, um, but yeah, it's just yeah. I think for me. <laughs> this is stupid. This this really is stupid. And our listeners are going to laugh. But if, you know, if the Suns end up somewhere at like 25, 26, 
and he gets to the Suns. I think that's interesting too. I think if yeah. they took Halliburton last year, that would have been fun. And you know, look, Chris Paul's playing great, but Chris Paul's not ageless, you know. Yeah. And I think it would be good to grab another guard there, as well as Cameron Payne has been playing. But uh, you can always you can always have more scoring and more guards. I I don't like teams that are like we have enough guards. Like, can you ever have enough guards? <laughs> I I I'm I'm like that. I love my wings. I love my guards. And yeah, so, not in today's Phoenix, NBA. Uh, yeah, Phoenix is interesting. Um, obviously my Knicks, um, Denver, I like Denver is fun. Shoot. Denver's fun. Actually. Damn it. But that's deep. That's deep. You know, a lot, like you said, the Suns, Denver, that's, that's deep. So finishing up here, I know you're buying his stock. My question is with, with his stock right now at an average of 19, how much stock are you buying? Um, I think at that point, I'm ready to uh, uh, liquidate all my funds from everything else and just go all in on Trent. <laughs> He's my Dogecoin, man. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, man. Love it. Um, I, you know what? At that price, I would buy as well. I think it's 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 a completely fair. I think maybe you swayed me a little bit on on some of this stuff. Maybe I'm a little higher now on him than I was at the beginning of the conversation, but um still at a spot where I think his value is fair. Uh, anywhere in that 15 to 20 range, you could talk me into. Um, and uh, I can't wait to see this kid's workout footage. I can't wait for workout footage season. We might have to, at some point we might have to do an ep- entire episode of just the workout footage. What, what did we like about all the workout footage? But um, all right, guys, you got two episodes this week. Uh, thanks for listening to both. Thanks for making it this far. This was a lot of fun. Tennessee kids were a lot of fun to cover. Um, again, please make sure that if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, rate it. Leave a review. That stuff is incredibly helpful. Can't thank you guys enough for uh, for watching. Um, Albert, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, as the president of the Jaden Springer Fan Club. Um, I'm going to be starting that Twitter account soon. But uh, yeah, you guys can always find me on Twitter. Alberto, T-O-E. Gim is my handle. And you'll find me on on there. Yeah. And uh, you can find me at Hardwood Herald. The magazine, the Hardwood Issue 2, officially in production. Well, at least least they're sending the PDF uh, proof to me. But I paid for it. (laughs) It's, It's in production soon. It should be out in a few weeks. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Hit the YouTube for all the scouting breakdowns on the players to help along for when you're listening along to these episodes and, uh, tell a friend that'd be dope. And, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.